Blitz is defined as a sudden savage attack. It is indeed all this. The effect is sure. The premise is simple. It's a basic, primal confrontation. Man to man. No excuses are offered. None accepted. Welcome to the latest edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Looks like a radio station. Now, here are your hosts, Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers. Pure athlete, yeah. I transcend race, hombre. Matt Butler. I don't talk man. I back it up. And we are talk full of that, man. All right. And Jeff Howe. It's still real to me, damn it. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. If you're going to blitz, come strong, but don't come at all. Coming strong with another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns 24-7 on a busy, busy week in and around the ATX. We got the NIT, we got Dell Match Play, we got NCAA Swimming and Diving, Texas Baseball this weekend, Spring Football, Pro Timing Day, Rod, man, it's just that time of the year where it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Yeah, man, there's a lot going on the ATX and uh, Tiger, Tiger, Tiger Woods in town. Yes. Time playing golf. Yeah, it's big. I know, and it's... It's a lot of other stuff too happening in Austin. I believe it's uh, in Texas Relays coming Texas up. Relays is this weekend. Texas Relays is this that. weekend. Urban music the rodeo festival. going on still. Rodeo still going on. Yeah, man, it's crazy. That's why all the traffic is happening. So yes, <laughs> even more than usual. Yeah, yeah. Even more people who don't know how to drive are out uh, on the roadways. This is the case. Yeah. The ATX. No doubt, and they'll love Austin and they'll want to move to Austin. Yeah, so we'll <laughs> unfortunately, continue the vicious cycle yeah. of traffic. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, getting, uh, that's the good news. It's even getting more more <laughs> cluttered down in my neck of the woods, down in Hayes County. But, that's right. Uh, we're going to stick with uh, football matters on the 40 acres on the show because that's what we do. Let me bring in the rest of the team. He is the master of the soundboard, the drop machine extraordinaire, Matt Butler. Matt, uh, how are things? Doing well, man. How about yourself? Uh, not too bad. Everything's going well. Just a little bit, a little bit later in the week that you guys are getting the show. Just sometimes life gets in the way, so we apologize for that. But yeah. uh, we'll bring you a good show nonetheless. And hey, maybe it's a good thing we had to bump it back because now we can talk about pro day in addition to Earthy spring ball timing. and yeah, other things. Yeah, timed out better. Yeah, you, we could have just played it off as oh yeah, we are going to do it right after pro day. Big news yesterday. Yeah, actually, why did you reveal that? Yeah, actually, <laughs> he's yeah. too honest. I like his Come transparency. On. Sorry, no, my bad. He's good. That's that before transfer. You don't want to be just a guy just full of it on the radio. You told you we don't do. Uh, show meetings before the show. We yeah. just dive into it. So Our yeah. show meeting is uh, a text message usually, or hey, uh, let's uh, make sure we cover this, and that's pretty much about it. There you go. So, uh, a man who uh, he doesn't need show meetings because it's all in his brain because he's a Renaissance man. He's a Renaissance man here on Longhorn Blitz and on 1049 The Horn, where you hear him each and every weekday on the Rodcast from 1 to 3. Lifetime Longhorn 2002 UT All American 2002 semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, fourth round draft choice of the New York Giants. Back in 2003, spent his NFL career with the Giants, Lions, Bears, Bucks, Broncos, and a year with the Hamilton Tiger Cats of the Tiger CFL. Cats, baby. When he was done with football, got himself back to Austin, Texas, into 40 acres, where he earned his degree. When he gets that T-ring in, he will wear it proudly. Nevertheless, he is a card-carrying member of DBU, a black card member of DBU, number 21 in your program, but number one in your hearts, Mr. Rod Babers. And Thanks Rod, the intro, uh, before we get going, speaking to DBU, quick shout-out to our uh, friends at Last Stand Hats who hooked you yeah, up with the DBU man. hat. I heard that. They are no longer allowed to sell the DBU hats. Because of Dallas Baptist University? Yes. <laughs> Wow, putting their foot down. Come on, Dallas they sent us Baptist. East remember, I remember when Texas played DBU, and we were laughing Come on there like, on. it's Texas versus DBU. Come on, yeah, that's pretty lame. Come on, Dallas Baptist. I'm very upset. So was, acronyms aren't like, you can't just have different acronyms? I guess they're, they I have guess not, it. yeah. Because there's UT and UT. There's all the different USC, South Carolina, USC, USC. Like there's, It's all over the world. That I, don't, I don't know how it works. It's just but. who has the bigger lawyer. I assume so. That's probably you're probably right about that. <laughs> <laughs> actually, but no, that was actually man, that was a cool hat. So last ten hats, they still got a lot of great hats. I love the uh, the one with the Texas, uh, the state of Texas, did the fight in the middle. That's probably my got favorite an hat. That left they field have, yeah. one that's really cool. Now I, I like the I left field hat also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I gotta put my you know I uh, the DB on. I, I do have two though because yeah, I did order another. Hell, it one, might so. be a worth more yeah. money now, like a collector's item. It, it definitely only will be now. There. Now you got to put them all. This is rare, man. Got to put them all in, in wrap, man. Got to wrap them up. Actually, you'll never see my DBU hats again. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually now I got to try to get all of DBU to sign the DBU hat. Yeah, and then, and then it wrap really it up. Something. Boom. All right, that's smart. So Next are mission. we saying that the Next folks at the folks we saying yeah. that the folks at Last Stand Rod need to get you a hat that you can wear 
there on a regular basis. No, no, no. My girlfriend actually bought me another one because she liked the DBU hat. And bit, so okay. she got me another one. I think it's actually a lighter gray one. And I got the dark gray one. But So you got one to wear and one gotten, to put away. And I should have got like four or five of them. But, yeah. <laughs> Such is life. But shout out to Last Stand Hats. Yeah, They've been good to out, us. Man. Been I'm good sad, to everybody at the that. horn. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, plenty of great hats over there to Dallas. choose from uh, if you want to dabble <laughs> in that. We'll get to spring football on the Free 40 acres. for you. Uh, scrimmage coming up this weekend, uh, which we'll find out about that after it goes down. But let's go ahead and start with Pro Day. Uh, Rod, we want to start with the good or the bad with Pro uh, Day. I think you always, okay, you want good news, you want bad news. Don't you always start with the bad news? With the bad news first. It with the good news? That, that's how I always right. want it. It's better to end on the high note. Okay. Yeah, I will yeah. give me the bad news first so I can digest it, then give me some good news. Because <sighs> the good news might be I, I won a lottery. You right. Know I mean? The bad news may not matter. Yeah. You know? Uh, we got to talk about this little Jordan Humphrey situation. Yeah, that's bad. And that's the ugly, too. The good, the bad, I and the don't. ugly. Start with the ugly. <laughs> Rod, you got to help me out Reverse here, order. man, because <laughs> right. I don't know if he's getting bad advice, if he's not getting any advice, if he's just winging it. I don't know at this point, but this is the most bizarre draft process in the 11 years <laughs> I've been in this market I've ever it seen. Is. I'm not, I don't mean no, it's, it, yeah, it's but it's just, it's that it's weird because funny. it's crazy. To sum up his pro day, yes, he improved on the 40, which probably, he ran really in the low, low to high four sixes, which That's is probably where he thought. Much better. Where, where he, everybody thought he was going to run at the combine. Yeah, where he was going to run at the combine. So at least but he then you get to the on-field drills, oh, and man. he doesn't run routes. He does blocking drills with the tight ends. Was he, hmm. was he asked to do routes? Did they ask him? Here's the thing. He had several teams pull him aside afterwards and ask him, why didn't you run routes? Because normally you talk to them will, during the process. And yeah, stuff. usually they will. Like one coach I've seen. Well, from what I know, usually they will ask you. Coaches ask you to run certain drills. Anybody ask him to run routes? I believe so. He said okay. he did not run routes because he did not feel comfortable running routes because he hadn't worked on route running in a while. Okay. Which my thing is, <laughs> it's <laughs> pro day. It's, wide receiver. it's your it's your <laughs> pro you day on your, on your campus. You got a quarterback throwing you the ball, Shane Bouchelle, who you've caught plenty of passes from before. The home field advantage is in your court. This should be the perfect time for you okay. to showcase your skills. Okay, 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 okay. So he wasn't running routes um, while he was training. I'm sorry, this is kind of funny to me. He said he hadn't worked on and, routes in, and, a, in a while. And I thought I heard you say this morning that he that you that you had a source that said he wasn't doing a ton of training for the forty either. Leading up to the combine. Yeah, the combine. Okay, so now this is my theory, and it's a wacky theory, but it's the only thing that applies. Only thing I can think of. One team. He likes wants him. to be an undrafted free agent. Yeah, one team like to land. <laughs> he spot. wants to be an undrafted free agent really badly. He's like, no, no, no it sounds crazy. So it's better than get, anything I've thought of. Wrong. Preferred like one team agent. has contacted him already, yeah. and like they'll go and, and get him. He's like, he knows exactly where he wants to go, and he's that's that's, that's the only thing I can think of as to why yeah. you would approach this in such an irresponsible way. Just, like you have already uh, on the side right? somebody he's like got, Kingsbury bro, went and talked to LJ and be like, "Dude, we're going to sign you exactly. immediately. You're going to be there with Kyler. You're going to be on drafted free eight. I wonder. Hopefully, teams, it's the Texans. Hopefully, the Texans are the team that told him, "Hey, man, where we got your preferred." Yeah. Fred free agent, you'll be our starting well, one of our starting slot guys. I don't know. You know, that's my only theory. My theory. I feel I that feel would make sense. I feel bad for <laughs> only him. Thing that makes sense. I feel bad for him. And again, Roger, I do. you're laughing when we're not making light of the situation. I am not. It's laughing at the evidence. I'm laughing at how yeah how crazy it is. I le- say I'm not running routes. I'm I left the, wide receiver. I left the pro day thinking he has worked himself out of the draft. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said. Like it, it's just it's it's puzzling to, crazy. that I I've never seen anything like this. I've I can't think because to me the advice that I would give him coming out of the combine situation where he ran the slowest forty of any wide receiver would be okay. Anything they ask you to do, we're gonna do. As a matter of fact, we'll put on our own damn workout if to show off. Go what, overboard. Yeah, to show exactly to show off what you do well, and route running would definitely be in that. You know, I, I would put that in whatever uh, performance, <laughs> all right, you're going to try to showcase or whatever you're going to try to do because you want to show that the 40 time doesn't necessarily uh, determine how good you are at getting out of your brakes and accelerating out of your brakes and things like that, like that, that you actually yeah. do that really well. And the 40 time, like it doesn't match, the 40 time doesn't match up with your film. 
it also doesn't match up with, hey, man, I watched this guy run routes in person, and trust me, he's got a burst. Like, I'm telling you, he can, you know, he can, he can, he has great body control and, and great catch radius. Hell, I would love to have him out there running routes, and I, I tell him, that, hey, man, I want some off-target throws. You know what I mean? I want to see him because uh, Pro Football Focus said, I, I believe his, his um, contested catches, I believe he was top 10 in the country in contested yeah. catches. He was also a top 10 in the country in terms of uh, catching passes that were off-target throws. He was really good at adjusting his body on the fly. All those things you should have been trying to show off at the pro day. Yeah. Now, I know at the combine you do drills like that and route running, but, man, in person like that, up close in person, you want to see that big – you want to see coaches looking at that big frame and going, damn, man, that big frame can move. He, he can sink them hips. He can get in yeah. and out of the breaks. I don't know why you would deny yourself that. I would tell him, hell yeah, we're running routes. We're going to run routes for about 30 minutes, just straight running routes. We're going to run the whole damn route tree. You know what I mean? Like, so Shane. Running from the slot, from the wide side of the field, from the boundary. You want me to run it from the backfield? Like, what? We're going to do the Kobe workout, but on the route tree. You know what I mean? We just get every route five times. Boom, boom, boom. We let everybody see it. You want to see it from a different angle? Oh, Patriots, y'all want to see it from a different angle? Let's do that. You know what I mean? Like, I. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like if you. you're, if that's you're, why it's funny to me that he decided not to run routes. If you're a scout, let's say you know whether you're the area scout or whatever, you're you know high up in the personnel office. The team sends you to Texas Pro Day, so we need to get a look at the Humphrey kid because you know we still like him regardless of the time. Exactly. What do you report back to your GM? <laughs> Seriously, what do you? I know. I'm, I hate to quit. I hate to keep laughing. This is not funny, but, but no, like Rod, it's it's just it's the most mind boggling thing I've ever seen. And yeah. I don't. I really almost hope he's not getting advice from somebody because if that's an agent advising him on he's what to, to do, fire him right now. Should have done it five minutes ago. Yeah, and whoever was advising him before the draft, hopefully he fired them too. He just needs to get back to basics of no, I'm I'm willing to do it, and to not be willing to do anything. At those workouts, unless you're a draftable prospect, and right now I think there are what four of those guys on the forty acres. They're drafted, you know, and I don't, we well maybe three now because we thought Little Jordan Humphrey was in that. So maybe I think I think for sure Gary Johnson, Charles Amendo, who Chris Boyd. Yeah, I think it's three. Yeah, Little Jordan Humphrey sure. now. I think he was, and maybe he's not. But if you're especially if you're on the fringe there after that, you would think you'd be open to do. Any and everything. Like you should have been working. You should have been asking asking scouts. Do they need to see anybody? Anybody need to see anything else? <laughs> you, know, yeah. you need Basically. to see me do something. Come on. I mean, you need to see I, me do another drill. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm with you. I don't really understand the thought process. Uh, I still think he's going to make an NFL roster. I do, even as yeah. an undrafted free agent. And it's not going to shock you know, me if he does. Yeah. You and I've talked about it. You know, Texas for years now has become. You know, it's kind of a. It, it went from being a bargain bin. And, you know, to a clearance rack to being kind of a, a, a wholesale, it, it, it's a it's a warehouse. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's a warehouse full of talent that you can you can get on the cheap penny stocks at Texas. And Puna Ford, Puna Ford might have been one of the best values in all of it. I can't say the draft. Uh, you know, what I mean, just last all year's the, at last year's from the last, last year's class. All right, coming out that rookie class, he might have been one of the best draft best values period in the NFL. Holton Hill. Houghton Hill, another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, you know what I mean? I got, you're talking about guys that going to end up being starters for you. They were undrafted free agents. You know, I mean, I know that's, you know, it's, it's, it's not as rare as you would think, but, man, that's a, that's a hell of a value. That's like finding, man, that's like finding a, a, a brand-new smart TV on Craigslist. You know what I mean? Like, that's that kind of value. Yeah. I mean, it is some serious value. So I think that's why all 32 teams are like, no, you always send somebody down to Texas. Because they haven't been developing talent necessarily really well. And I think that's going to change with Tom Herman. But because of that, they're still bringing in talent. So there's always some diamonds in the rough, guys who went undeveloped and they were just in the wrong situation, in the wrong system, wrong time, different coach, whatever. Here's where I'll buy your theory, Rod, that maybe – He's got a team that's already said, "Look, we're we're either taking you or signing you one or the other." It's it's a crazy theory, but it's the only thing I can think of. The only workout I heard him say that he for sure has coming up is the Cowboys have their area mm-hmm. kind of pro day coming up next week for guys that either went to high school or played college ball in the area. So yeah. maybe that's the team that said, "Look, doesn't matter what the numbers say, we're we're either taking you late or you know we'll have a good deal for you right after the draft." Which can also be fool's gold because. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Teams lie all the time. Oh, like, yeah. oh no. If you're their brother, we're going to draft you. Rod, how understand. many teams told you they were going to take you? You know, I, I probably had, I had the Falcons told me that, you know, if I was there in the mid rounds, three and four, they were going to take me. Obviously, I, I got to go back and look and see if that worked out. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, and so I'm sure that teams always say that. I mean, we really love you. You know, I mean, they brought me in on a visit. So they did really like me because they did like fly me up there for a visit. But, I don't know. I think the situ- situations change. Circumstances change. You know what I mean? The draft board changes. A guy they were in love with more than they are in love with you, who also feels a necessity on the roster, may also pop up and be available. You just never know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it's just really, really interesting that Lil Jordan Humphrey isn't more focused. And now the thing that worried me the most was, the, you know, 40-yard dash time, We've seen guys with slow 40s succeed in the NFL. Trust me. And I, I, I play in the NFL. I still believe in football speed. It's a real thing. I, I, I've seen Dre Bly run with Randy Moss. Run and then run right? from a so tiger. Like, <laughs> like if you're being chased, yeah, like it's I, human yeah. I know it exists. And to... it's more about geometry and angles and you know body control and technique and all those different things. But I've seen guys who run four fives and four sixes do things, you know, and, and, and track down guys who run four threes. Like it's, you know, it's football. It's not just track. So the, the, the speed doesn't worry me as much as now people are questioning the work ethic. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, remember we said that's the biggest thing coming out of the combine. People were like, well, did he take the process seriously enough? We know he's not that damn slow. And that's right. like, we know what he's what not 475. Hell, my, you know, I can go out there and probably run a 475. Hell, Rich Eisen can get closer to running a 475. <laughs> so we know that's not his real speed. Did he just, did he just not take the process seriously enough? Did he think that this job interview was something that was, you know, uh, something he could take for granted and not fully commit and devote himself to? And that was a red flag. And I think now he's almost confirmed that theory. Yeah. The speed thing is not even a concern anymore. That The speed thing is not going to drop him in the draft as much. Now it's like, I don't even know if that guy takes it takes it seriously enough to even be a professional in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Volunteering yeah. that you know info I mean? when it's very they don't and know that thing yeah. unless you give them that evidence. And it's on like, the front well, end. okay, so let's say he well, no, well, well, he was being advised uh to do those things. Well, he's also gonna be be under bad advisement when I draft him mm-hmm. or when I bring him in as an undrafted free agent. I don't want a guy who's taking bad advice. Mm-hmm. All right? You know what I mean? I want a guy who's taking good advice, who's smart enough to know what bad advice is. I don't need that guy. You know what I mean? Like that's I think now if I'm a scout, I think and I and I heard this after the combine, I haven't heard, you know talked to anybody after pro day. I think that's the concern now. Yeah. Is it's he not just speed. wanna is he uh it's is he a membo? Just a male bimbo? Like mm-hmm. you just don't mm-hmm. you just don't get it? Did you, you know what I mean did you think you Tony. because of your great season that you were gonna oh the NFL was just gonna roll out the red carpet and you were gonna hit the yellow brick road to the NFL because you've been talking to your boys Houghton Hill and and Puna and all that and I hope they let you know how tough how tough it was you know what I mean and how hard it is because that's the hardest road to get there you had an easier road if you could have gotten drafted to by a team but you know he, he can still make it as an undrafted free agent no question about it he's yeah. that good he if he gets to an NFL training camp people will see. Oh, that guy's a, a matchup problem. All right, all right, all right. I see what to do with him. Yeah, the one thing I was going to yeah. point out was, you know, Chris Boyd probably had the money quote from Pro Day. He said, you know, LJ was on, you got mossed like three weeks in a row. He said, no, we're just questioning the speed at that point, yep. which I agree with. I mean, the film is what it is. The film doesn't, doesn't lie. lie but now, as you said, Rod, and we talked about this after the combine, now you've got a whole different bag of questions. Exactly. That have very little to do with the speed. That you just sort of brought up for no reason. Like, yeah. uh, you didn't have to volunteer this ammunition for them to use against you, basically, yeah. just by your actions. Yeah, one being, knock was your speed. It was simple. It's, it's like, like showing up, like the way that, you know, you go to college, and a lot of college really isn't for what you learn, but it's to prove your worth that you will go through the hard work and do these type of things. Time Football, management, that's, all that. And that's what, like, the NFL combine, if you can't do the simple things like showing, oh, I'm going to work hard for my my first interview. I'm going to work hard and please my future possible employer by doing just these standard things that a wide receiver does. It just gives them stuff that they can use against you. And when you have all these other options, especially nowadays when the world just saturated with these skilled players, it's only going to be used against you, which can only hurt you. I I can't remember a Texas wide receiver that's either been drafted or made in the league as an undrafted free agent who didn't run routes at the pro day. 
Yeah. No, it makes no sense. Like, unless you're going to be a top, sense. like Roy Williams and going to go in the top five and you can only hurt yourself. Everybody. Yeah, like runs. if Roy Williams doesn't want to run routes. Smith had like the best okay. route running day we ever saw of a tight end. No, right. I'm with you. I don't, yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand it. Like Mar- like Marcus Johnson ran routes at his pro day. That probably got him on a roster. He's got yeah. a Super Bowl ring now. Yeah. Still around. I still I don't. I really don't. I don't understand exactly what, what he's doing. I, I really hope the best for LJ Humphrey. I really do because we saw how talented and how much of oh, a no, unicorn a he is. Which is why field. he'll still land somewhere. But then you yes. can't screw up again. Like you already sort of – it's like how you – if you fail the piss test before you go in to the NFL, then it's going to be really hard. Well, now for the rest of your career, people are going to be looking for to see if you're doing what you should be doing only because right. you have had this sort of tip them off. Like, oh, well, we're going to make sure LJ's hard on staying in shape, which you sort of don't have yep. to say about players these days. Right. You don't hear Whatever the concern is, like if – if the concern is, well, he's lazy, you better be the first guy in the weight room, the meeting room, whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. As you said, Rod, you better you better make it hard to get cut by always being around the facility. So yeah. You, I mean, that's, if, if that's you know, if work ethic is the concern, then you need to be that type of guy. He still may get a team that'll, that'll take a chance on him late in the draft. I mean, some team just mm-hmm. may have that luxury and go, man, we really like him. This would be good to get him. And doesn't want to, don't want to risk losing him in free agents. Be yeah, a team that's exactly. just very confident in what they're looking at yeah. and what they need and the tools. And I they mean, in the passing game, that's the almost the best position to have that situation be how you're going to be found. Yeah, but you gotta now. I think you gotta know how to use them because right mm-hmm. the, with the speed concern. I think now he's pivotal. He play in the slot. Hmm. Almost the closer you can get him to the line of scrimmage, the better. Almost has a big flex. Yeah, and you know now I mean? you're expected to <laughs> catch uncatchable balls and those type of things. Yeah. Like you're going to be being drafted on those film tapes that you've seen, and they're going to expect you to outperform sort of what all your metrics say you are actually physically. Yeah, I think that's why Yeah, some people want to see him block. They're like, okay, let's see if we can just add – I start adding weight to him. That actually that, makes then that's that way the only his good thing speed he did. becomes an asset and it's not a liability. Right. If you just make him a flex tight end. What about if this would maybe be the case because he's a guy that even though it seemed as if he's a good route runner, maybe isn't the best technician at route running, but was a good blocker, the ability to want to be physical. So he shows that he has this skill that he's able to block and shows it because I thought it was bizarre at first to think about it. But then it's like, well, no, I got my game film. Y'all know how I run routes on film in yeah. game day, okay, you don't think I can block? I'll do some blocking drills. Like that's the only thing I could think of to put out there. And then he just is so trusting in his game tape, which is not a good decision, but he may be thinking that he's a. Uh, I mean, he's still a uh, got a lot of upside. He hasn't he hadn't played wide receivers, you know? Just yeah, he was a I running back for, for so you know for right. like three years, something like that. Just just a wide receiver position. So he's got a lot of upside, man. There's no question about it. I would love him with the Texans. Or if I was a Cowboys fan, I'd love him with the Cowboys. Well, He'd be perfect for them because he could kind of sit back and be a project for them. And how you brought up how teams may lie to you about interest and stuff. I looked it up. Atlanta, mm. two picks before you were drafted, drafted Justin Griffith, the fullback. And then mm. in the fifth round, they drafted a guy that doesn't have a position next to yeah. him. <laughs> John Olinger. He looks like offensive lineman. Drafted a fullback over me. That's all right. <laughs> At least at Justin Griffith, he's around. <laughs> um, he was like one of the last fullbacks. Yeah, I just I I hope the best for L.J. Humphrey. It's just it's going to be, but you know we talk about the tight end thing. Like okay, or a, a big slot. Like how big is he going to get? Um. Well, his frame can, could get filled put up. up. Yeah, I mean he played at what two twenty probably something like that. Well, like he? the way that he played about two twenty. I think he was two ten at the combine. Yeah. I don't know what he was at pro day. He played at two twenty. He probably can add. 15, be a Ricky Seals Jones on type yeah. body that like Arizona yeah. uses. It's a in big that body and a flex tight end. But well, again, it's going to be one of those deals that's going to have to be a franchise that's, that's confident. And it's got to be the perfect yeah, situation. It's confident yeah. in him. Okay, he'll put in the work. And like I said, exactly. Like that's, said, it's right, like making the stars it, 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 it all, it all that, goes back a, to yeah. that. And, and that, it, we're not even, you said, we're not even talking about the speed anymore. It's how serious does yeah. he take being a professional? That's lofty expectations for a guy you're questioning the work ethic of right now. Yeah. So we'll see how it works out for LJ Humphrey again. Hopefully it works out for the best. Again, he's got the workout with the Cowboys. We'll see how that goes. All right, it's time for our first break on this week's show. But when we come back, it's more Texas Pro Day talk. So do not go anywhere. You're listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. And caller number nine for $1 million. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. 
Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolate. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Gosh. Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. Music it up to 500 kilobits per second. Gaming it up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricting supply. See dealer for details. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 7474 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 7474. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When picking a phone number for business, what sounds more professional? Your personal number? Hold on, let me give you my cell. And uh, actually, let me get yours too, just so I don't ignore your call, you know? Or a dedicated business number, courtesy of Grasshopper. It was a pleasure meeting you. Our number is 1-833-IT-TROOP. Give us a call anytime. There's no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. And now, a quick comparison from Grasshopper. When a client calls, what do you want them to hear? Your personal voicemail? Hey, you've reached Greg's cell phone? Uh, I'm away right now, <laughs> obviously. Uh, leave a message and maybe I'll get back to you. Or something a little more buttoned up, courtesy of Grasshopper. Thanks for calling Green Landscaping. To make an appointment, dial 1. For billing, dial 2. To speak with Greg Smith, dial There's three. no contest. Put your best voice forward with Grasshopper, the virtual phone system for small business. Try it free at grasshopper.com. Let's observe the inflatable noodle man. His constant undulating entices people to look at me, look at me. He's tireless and brainless, a literal airhead. Curiously, however, the inflatable noodle man, when hearing that Geico not only saves people money, but also has an award-winning app that makes it easy to manage one's policy, he knows you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Just ask an inflatable noodle man. Carefully, they are unpredictable creatures. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. You know, Ron, we always love this time of year because we always talk about guys that are going to make rosters, guys that have a chance to make rosters. And you look the last, each of the last five pro days, Texas has had at least one guy make an active NFL roster as an undrafted free agent. Yeah. So who who are those guys going to be this year? I think there were three guys at the pro day that really helped themselves. I think one was Calvin Anderson, who played. He said he played in about the two eighties. So his one year yeah. at Texas, waiting at two ninety six, good length, you know, good feet. Did thirty reps on the bench, and his three cone shuttle was a seven one three, which is a better time than Charles Amina who ran. Uh, even though he dro- Charles dropped weight and retested, uh, he ran a seven, I believe a seven two two. Calvin Anderson ran a, a seven one three on the three cone, so that's good for him. At thirty reps on the bench, he said in training he'd only done twenty eight, so to get to thirty for him was good because he said people were questioning his strength. Rod, he's a guy I can see maybe you know, even being a practice squad guy that, that gets on a practice squad for a year and maybe it's kind of a developmental guy. The thing that I think teams will like about him, and and you we've talked about this a lot, especially when we talk about offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your best ability is your availability, and you're looking at a guy that started 50 straight games at the collegiate level, never missed a game because of injury. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, and, you know, I think that he's one of those guys that Herb Hand, I think that year with Herb Hand is going to help him out a lot. Herb Hand's got a lot of uh, respectability in those in those coaching circles. 
And yeah, I mean, right now in the NFL, they're all looking for projects on the offensive line. Yeah, I remember the Browns. Was it Desmond Harrison? Yeah, mm-hmm. the Browns. He's starting. Uh, I think he started week one from him at left tackle. Yeah, him in as an undrafted <laughs> free agent, and they just liked his size. Honestly, yeah. just and Calvin Anderson is what six five. Didn't we all at one point? Yeah, <laughs> that Harrison was yeah. one of the first well, off the bus guys Jeff ever yeah. spoke about. It was like, no, this guy off the bus now. He looks well, like an NFLer. Well, well go look at my. Yeah, I mean, NFL teams did the same thing, and I yeah. think with Calvin Anderson, he's what six five, close. I mean, probably try to get him to three hundred. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's got a shot. Yeah, he's got, there's no question he'll get an invite to a training camp. The question that you get to is, can he, can he stick for more than, you know, one year, one season? Can he actually make it, make an active roster? You know what I mean? And for him, yeah. it'll be, it'll be tough because I think he's a, he's a little light. You know yeah, I mean? like you said, two ninety. He's at two ninety six. Yeah, he needs to. He probably needs about I don't know ten pounds yeah. on him. But I don't know. How, he, he's pretty strong though. I mean, thirty reps on the bench. I want to say there are only th- five offensive linemen. Maybe at the combine that had more reps on the bench yeah. than he did. So I mean, that's pretty good. He's and stronger than I thought he was. I think his background too, graduating from with a was a mathematics degree from Rice. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Oh, his father's Loves military. Father smart military. Line. Yeah. So yeah. I think the intangibles with him, Tingle so Fine, it'll be. Yeah, I agree with that. That's it'll be through the roof. I, I wrote, I was writing some of this down on the fly. Uh, Calvin Anderson, he's got a workout coming up with the Texans, uh, and he's flying out to meet with the Vikings, I believe, next week. So he's got some teams lined up. The other guy that I think. The Texans, oh, the Texans, man, the Texans just need bodies on their line. If he is an undrafted free agent and he can pick where he wants to go, he should go to the Texans. Yeah. That's the worst offensive line, arguably, in the NFL. And all they did in the offseason was add uh, Khalil, Matt Khalil, I believe, who's been injured like the last two years. That offense, man, you, you can you can end up end up somehow cracking that rotation, I'm telling you. Like, and it's, that offensive line is really when bad. When you look at these rosters, the way that they really fill out your practice squad and those guys really does align a lot with those local workout camps because they don't oh, like they going do. out of the region. And oh, him yeah. being a Rice guy and a Texas guy would fit huge for that type of – especially if he's a guy That's that – There's a pipeline could, there. I won't say the Christian Covington's from Rice, maybe. He just signed with the Cowboys, and but he but he he's, he was from with the yeah. Texans, and so that's a little pipeline. There. Yeah, and the Texans, the Texans will take guys. The local, they'll take guys from the local workout. They drafted Deontay Foreman off the local workout. Well, I mean, and that's where you yeah. go. Everything from Minnesota and Thielen. When you look at every roster, there's a guy that's made it big time. That's just because he's that local workout camp guy that yep. you know you can keep cheap and get on a practice squad, and then they can learn within and don't take up a roster spot. So if you get that hard worker, which he seems like the perfect fit for that four-year guy, Rice guy, smart guy, to all fit those boxes for them. And I looked up the yeah, combine. He was at Rice, Christian Covington. So they got a little yeah. pipeline there. Mm-hmm. And then looked up, he would only five guys did more on the bench than him at the yeah, entire right? combine. It was, so, yep. So, yeah, I mean, actually, not One you, of them was Kajus from uh, West Virginia, too. Yeah, who I also like. Uh, really, I think, for, for the, the measurables, Texas. probably pretty similar to <laughs> yeah, him. He's 6'5", yeah. with 30 and... 34-inch arms. Yeah, Texas will be looking for an offensive lineman in the draft first and second round. But, yeah, if he's an undrafted free agent, that's the beauty of the undrafted free agent. You know, at least you have – you can strategically pick out your situation. And Houghton Hill did a really good job, and Puna Ford did a really good job, and that's that's part of it. And, and <laughs> Lil' John Humphrey, hopefully he doesn't have to do that, but he right. may have to do a really good job of figuring out what situation. So for Calvin Anderson, Texans, baby. Texans. <laughs> and didn't Deontay Foreman just show up to the Texans' local workout? Before I think so, draft? yeah. And that was a big thing that got them. They liked his work ethic. He, well, he, and wanted, to, he wanted to get drafted by the Texans. Well, he so he that. showed up to that knowing yes. that they yeah. go and pay a lot of he, attention to that. And yeah. it was a tipping point when you hear Bill O'Brien. I heard him talk about it before Deontay's injury. Like, oh, we yeah. don't worry about his rehab. He was here for no reason whatsoever yeah. for a local workout because he wants to he play wants football to be a Texan. here. Yeah, he wants to be a Texan. He's, he said that even before the draft. He said, I want to be a Texan. I'm a Texans fan. My Family, all Texans fans. I grew up we know. here in H Town. That's all I want. He said, I, and I went to Texas. He said, I don't want to leave the state. I just want to make. He said, I, I, I want to stay in the state my entire football career. It was really cool. And I think the Texans they bought it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as, you, as you guys know, I mean, we did. And I spent a lot of time with Deontay in the pre-draft process. There, there were, there were a few teams that I really thought were going to take him. I really thought for a minute, like the Patriots. Yeah, were I did too. Him. 
Oh, that, oh obviously he, they were looking for a running back. Up, yeah. He flew up there for a meeting and sat down with Bill Belichick and the whole thing. Ooh, but, and then yeah, as a rookie, that'd have been nice. The Texans, the Texans did end up taking him. He immediately burnt them in like the oh that first yeah. preseason game. He caught like a fifty-three nice. yard Ooh. slant for a touchdown, and that'd have been good. Yeah. Speaking of smart guys, guys whose fathers are in the military, Andrew Beck, Rod, I I think Andrew Beck has gotten himself from the point where. Maybe we're not talking about him being a priority free agent. He might get drafted. He's Greg Swayman. Pull a Jeff Swain. Jeff, 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 Jeff Swain. Pull a Jeff Swain. Because I mean, he pull ran in the Swain. kind of the mid four fives, the low four six range in the forty. I know that was big. I did not expect him to be in the forty. He's faster than Lil Jordan Humphrey. I, I talked. So, to, I talked let to him, him run the nine route, coach. I talked to him after the pro day. He can block too. And you know, he he said the one thing the scouts wanted to see from him was how well he caught the ball. Yeah. Because as he put it, what what several scouts told him, look, we know you can block from any position on the field. How do you look catching the ball? And 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 he's got right. He's got a very realistic view on what his NFL future is going to be. Exactly. He said, look, it's probably going to be maybe a third, but probably a fourth tight end slash fullback. That you know, when a team wants to go to short yardage package, he he's their oh, yeah, fullback. He's going to try to do everything. He'll try to be a holder and foot. You know. I mean? Yeah. He even said he's he like, look, I'll punt, kick, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever I mean, you need to do. Which you know, some coaches like those guys because on your roster. You and he ended up playing every special teams and being a fullback and being an H back. Hmm. Versatility, man. Sounds can, like a patriot. You can do a lot of jobs and you can do them for cheap. I like that. You know, yes, it's the patriot way, pretty much. <laughs> James Devlin, undrafted for no, he is James Devlin. Yeah, or James that Humanui guy. Exactly, right. like they're all the same. Yeah. I mean, am I crazy to think Andrew Beck might get drafted? No, uh, no, he could just swim it, no doubt. He could Jeff Swaim it, or he could, you know, um, uh, was it Ahmad Hollett? Uh, Basically, you know when I mean? Jeff Swaim did it and <laughs> wasn't a receiver at the time, now you see Andrew Bex at least has more on film and he yeah. performed better in workouts. So, no, on paper, he should definitely <laughs> get drafted if Jeff Swaim did. What's going to hurt him is there, there are a lot of freaks in this tight end draft. Yeah. Like, yeah. just physical it's freaks. It's evolving there. Yeah, same thing that's going to hurt like a guy like Chris Nelson from sneaking in. You know but he I mean? is at a position that is freaks. up high demand, so that's um, big. It is just because, you know, he's not just a tight end. He's a fullback, H-back, tight end, all that kind of stuff. So I think that will help him. The right. fact that he is – actually, we thought it we thought it would hurt him here at Texas that we don't know whether he's a tight end or an H-back or a fullback. That is going to be his biggest asset. That hybrid the for NFL. the different personnel the that groupings. He is like all he, You can go up yeah. there with different personnel groupings yeah. and they Sean don't Payne know what loves those guys. Sean Payne's got like two or three of those guys. Yeah, yeah. that Josh team. Hill dude he's and got, then that Dan Arnold guy. Yeah, no, they came out late in the yeah. year and were catching balls got, all over the place. He's got a bunch of those guys. And speaking of position versatility – P.J. Locke, I thought of the guys who were probably going to be priority free agent type guys. I thought he had by far the the best day out of anybody. Uh, weighed in at 202. Rod did yeah. 20 reps on the bench. Clocked as low as, or 22 reps on the bench. Sorry, 39-inch vertical. Ned made his two uh, reps. The 40 range for him, as far as he knew, was anywhere from a 439 to a 445. Yeah. He said one watch had him as low as a 436. Uh, and he's kind of marketing himself as, look, I'm a nickelback who can cover like a corner and play safety. He knows position versatility, the ability to play multiple spots, be a sub-package guy is how he's going to have to make a roster. But we we look at Chris Nelson being helped by the Puno Ford factor. The Quandre Diggs factor sounds like it's starting to help P.J. Locke in terms of a guy who, not the biggest body in the world, but a guy that plays physical, is willing to throw his body around, and likes to hit people from that nickel position. Well, um, well, yeah, and well, uh, no doubt. Even before him, though, Adrian Phillips, I, I think, is probably a more, in my opinion, it's a more apt comparison because P.J. Locke, he may end up sneaking up into some rounds now. I mean, I remember guys like Carrington Bindham did just because of his versatility. But I think that Adrian Phillips is what he reminds me of because he played so many different positions. Played corner, played safety, played nickel. And now Quandre did all that too. I think Quandre was a way better cover guy than PJ. Mm-hmm. Like Quandre yeah. could just straight up cover. PJ, I don't know if PJ is a great helps. cover man. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, Adrian, that's Adrian Phillips. I didn't think Adrian Phillips was a great cover man. Right. But I knew he was a smart football player, smart as hell, because Coach Keenan kept saying it. He was physical. He was willing to strike you. And Quandre is uniquely small but willing to strike you. Um, and, and PJ's a little bigger than Quandre. Uh, I think he may be closer to what Adrian Phillips is, in my opinion. But that's why Adrian, Adrian Phillips was able to make a career out of playing in the NFL because he was smart, he was versatile, and he was consistent. You know what I mean? So that's that's my comparison because I don't think he can cover that. I think that's his weakness. 
is that he can't cover, but he can he makes up for that with the fact that he's he's so multi dimensional. Right. And then you know you brought up earlier the value that you can get in a guy like him, and you mentioned Holton Hill earlier, and I just found the numbers from Pro Football Focus on it. But a guy like him that went undrafted or really late, out of 200 cover snaps last year or more, he ended up being sixth with a passer rating allowed of just 67, ahead of guys like Stephon Gilmer at 71 percent, Denzel Ward was 70 percent, Minka Fitzpatrick was at 67. So you can, I mean, just seeing that type of production is going to get guys to come and look at the DBs because the laundry list that you just brought up in the way that you can get the immediate production and you may be able to tap it out here before everybody sort of realizes that the value is going to be Herman is probably going to be able to be the last guy to have it where the players they're probably going to start getting drafted where you expect them to get drafted that value may be seeping out of the university these old guys will get drafted the very end of guys lower than should be a guy getting drafted in the seventh or the sixth round but what ha- it's, 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 it's interesting. Go look at the undrafted free agents. I read your column at Horns 24-7. It's really, really good, really well done. I about the that, amount man. of undrafted free agents right now in the NFL uh, from, from Texas. I think there were 12 of them out of the 12. 29. Yeah. Uh, More than 29 players. Almost. And Phil, yeah. Phil, Daw- <laughs> Phil Dawson's one of the 12. He's the only one that doesn't yeah. fall. Phil Dawson is the biggest exactly. freak of and, nature. He's pre-Mac. And, it's absurd. And most of them have come... Uh, more, most recently, right? During the Texas down years, the mm-hmm. undrafted free agents go up. And that's not a coincidence, of course, because the talent is going undeveloped. The production when, on the field you know is mean? not or there. Underdeveloped. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in that fact, the NFL goes, oh, well, let's go. Let's go. Back in the day when I was playing, those it was, five stars. It was like happening? Marcus Wilkins and Dee Dee Lewis. Every now and then you would get a really good undrafted free agent out there. You know, Priest mm-hmm. Holmes back in the day. But for the most part, man, those guys ended up getting drafted in the Mac Brown 10 plus win years. Mm-hmm. Man, those guys are, those guys are getting drafted. Then they were the getting drafted six, over seven value. rounds. Yeah, stuff like that. And yeah, because everybody's coming here and then Texas is winning. And like, man, they, they're, their second and third team guys are really good too. They're, you know, they're, they're producing talent and they're, uh, produ- producing and developing talent at a really high level in 2010 as soon as texas falls off you can literally see the undrafted free agents from texas start to spike yeah and remember that 2014 year for charlie strong that first year i think you wrote a piece about this too how many undrafted free agents came out in that class Mm -hmm. they ended up being really good players adrian Adrian phillips is in that class you're talking about after after the 13 season yeah Yeah. after that 13 season in that that yeah that was adrian phillips jackson jeff coat trey hopkins Hawkins. Kid Perkins. No, Perkins Perkins was later. Was he? But uh, okay. gosh, there's somebody else. Carrington Bindham was mm-hmm. a guy. Yeah, there were like, there were like a ton probably of six or seven guys that hung around for at least a year. Or more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and even Jackson Jeffcoat. Jackson Jeffcoat's carved out a really nice career for himself in the CFO. He was a pro day yesterday. Yeah, so I, my, my point is like it's it's one of those things where I think now, as Matt mentioned, you'll get less undrafted free agents, and that should be the case. In much this like Bama the or Clemson year. or Ohio State, you shouldn't be having. You know, Texas shouldn't have that many undrafted right. free agents. It, it shouldn't be the bargain being no, wholesale warehouse that it, that's become. I, real quick on PJ Locke, teams that he said he's either met with or meeting with or interested: uh, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Uh, all teams that have been interested. In him, Rod. To your point, one of my takeaways, and I did a takeaways piece on the site. One of my takeaways was, you know, watching the guys work out. You look around and see some of the current players watching, and you know, you look at guys like Junior Angelau, Brendan Eagles, Jalen Green, Caden uh, Stearns was out there mm-hmm. watching, and you're like, you know, some of these guys put out workout clothes and started working out for the scouts. They wouldn't be out of place at all. No, it, it's just a different. Mm, yeah. It's a different breed of cat. Tom Herman's bringing into this program right now. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty obvious. That you know those guys coming in have a really really high ceiling, and you know these these older guys though. I do like that they're. I think they are going to be really good for the psyche and for the culture that they're leaving because those guys. They 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 were so downtrodden for a while, and they experienced such a low. I mean, I'm, some I mean Charles Minnie who remembers losing to Kansas. Yeah, um, I'm glad they were able to implement that, plant that little seed in some of these youngsters, so that that entitlement that crept in and deteriorated and decayed the culture of Texas football. You know, for you know four or five years. You know, it won't it won't creep back in. Like they still remember that. Like even when they they just played, they went from 
losing to Kansas to playing in the Sugar Bowl in like with three years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's uh, so that I'm glad that still rings to some of the guys that's on the team and that Charles Aminahu and some of the players on there, they still were able to, in, in, you know, impart that message to the young guys. I like that. that that's going to keep them hungry for a yeah. long time. Even the Maryland opener last year is yeah. enough to do Even it because it's exactly. that emba- it wasn't yeah. Kansas embarrassing, but it was embarrassing yeah. and unexpected that then they were like, oh man, it's just a reality slap that yeah. quick. That's sort of why you like having that game so early the non-conference because it sort of shows that you really can lose one of those and survive even though it's not preferred yeah because our undrafted free agent discussion basically tells you that texas does have talent i mean they did have talent they just stopped developing that talent Mm -hmm. you can you can really see when max stopped developing it pretty much it's around 2010 2009 actually actually when earl leaves it really is starts in 2009 but colt's here so Coach here drinking raw milk and yeah, unpasteurized milk great. and a freaking Superman. I had to tweet out Jake Gruden. Why Shibley. does he volunteer yeah, it that? it doesn't even matter. So him and Jordan Shibley, they just dominate college right. football with the greatest bromance ever. But mm-hmm. we remember watching them not being able to move the ball on rice yep. on, you know what I mean, on first uh-huh. and goal. We remember those moments. And I think that's what that was kind of the beginning of the end. And that's when Mac Brown stopped developing that talent. He was still bringing in talent, stopped developing that talent. Tom Herman he is he's a he's a freak and he's a obsessive compulsive about developing talent and about the little things so he's far from being where grandfather mac was in 2010 when and at this slipped. at this point if if you're not a believer in Yancey McKnight I don't know what else you need to see yeah, Brecken yeah. Hager is a primary example of that, right? Brecken mm-hmm. Hager, what did he jump? Thirty nine. He jumped thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, all those White guys. can't jump. He jumped thirty nine and a half. That's like a ten, That's ten three broad jump, I think. That's crazy. Yeah. What like, the hell? That's yeah. crazy. He's I like, mean, yeah, that's freakish right there. He's a good example. Of you look, you look at the development, son. Yeah, the development Charles Amena who had the development PJ Locke had physically. Yeah. Like, you can't. I, I'll, the best way I can put it, there was a pl- a player of, of a guy, a parent of somebody who was participating in pro day. Who you know, we were talking and we, we actually started talking about Yancey. He's like, yeah. He's like, we just we're here during the wrong four year period. It's like, mm. it's about to get really good around here. There you go. Pretty much. That's exactly right. And uh, I, I, you can see you can see it, too. You really can. Like you said, you can kind of see it in the guys. And that's what started the conversation. It's like, if you look over Tom's, the, this is third spring, he's like, it just, yeah. the, the noticeable difference just in how guys look and what they look like running around on the field. Oh, and the guys see each other, too, and they see their own development. So then they buy in even more. Then they're doubling down in their belief and faith in the program. Not only do they believe in the football product, they believe in the strength and conditioning part of the product too. So yeah, now you got the now everything's about the steamroll. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. It's it's pretty to me. It's 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 pretty it's pretty promising. And when you brought up the downfall, just that aligns with that 2009. It was just like when I was watching the NCAA tournament and it like seeing Gardner Webb triggered it into me, and I was like, I remember Texas playing Gardner Webb, and I immediately was like, I know why. That was when Texas was unanimous number one in basketball for the first time, and you align Colts injury in a week later. Oh yeah. And Texas falls off and loses six of eight basketball games after being unanimous number one. Yeah. And Texas basketball has not developed talent since then and texas football hasn't they've had talent texas has seen all these lottery picks at the top yeah but you've got no production out of it and we're literally in 2019 we're a decade it's been a decade where both programs fell off a cliff in the same week in january post colt mccoy and whenever whatever happened to that barnes team in 09 that never ever came back yeah it's it's crazy so it's also ridiculous that people anybody would question texas basketball's talent they have have tons of talent every single year you have all like nba defensive player of the year (laughs) miles turner's going to be in the top three or top four defensive player tons of, the year. of talent that's not the issue that's not and that, I don't think that's ever been an issue for what's with Texas football Jackson either. Hayes is another one I don't think it, I don't think there. that was the issue there were no. other issues the talent's it's, been no, there I mean, in both programs <laughs> but the whole you decade. know I, I heard Urban Meyer say this one time and I, I hate citing Urban Meyer for various reasons but I heard him say this after his tenure Regarding in Florida which again good. that was his own undoing but anyway the point I'm getting <laughs> to is I once heard Urban Meyer say the reason why it fell off in Florida he felt it fell off in Florida was they got so concerned with acquiring talent that mm. they forgot what it took to build a team. Yeah. And I think great. we saw that at Texas. Like, well, wow, they got they got top 15 recruiting classes. Yeah. Exactly right. There's yeah. no question with the talent. But 
what are you? What system are you recruiting this talent to? If you're yeah. changing offenses every year, <laughs> exactly right. Well, then what the hell are you really doing? You're just spinning your wheels. No what, question. Have you seen what we're, type of you're football fi- we're playing here in Central you're Texas? Firing, okay, you're firing defensive SEC coordinators. Football. You're firing defensive yeah. coordinators every two or three years. Exactly right. Yep. Exactly yeah. right. It takes a. Uh, it you know I mean it takes a lot more to build a championship team than just bringing in the talent and that's that's a big part of it right but texas had talent the texas shouldn't have been losing games like they were losing games and losing to teams like kansas Kansas. they had better talent than that that's the whole point texas basketball should be in the tournament i don't know they should they're not going to win the tournament but they they have enough talent to be in the tournament and that's kind of the point i think texas the sports fans get to with whatever program you're talking about. Right. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm, uh, I'm venturing over it into basketball. It all lines, yeah, man. <laughs> it's all Texas sports, and they're all frustrating for a while. All right. More Texas football talk after the break, and we will wrap this thing up and put it in the oven as we close out another edition of Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Ever wonder why Europeans seem to speak so many languages? Maybe it's because they use Babbel, the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Babbel's award-winning technology gets you speaking right away, whether you're learning Spanish, French, or German. And best of all, you'll remember what you've learned. I always thought I was bad at languages, but after using Babbel, I can tell you I was just taught the wrong way. Using Babbel's 10 to 15-minute lessons, you can be speaking confidently in your new language within weeks. I was amazed that I could start having real-life conversations right away. It was so fast. Now I'm speaking Spanish. Woohoo! <laughs> No wonder Babbel is the number one selling language learning app in Europe. Try it for yourself and see why Babbel is the quick way to get conversational in a new language, like Spanish, French, or more. You can try Babbel for free. Go to Babbel.com or download the app and try it for free. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, or download the app to try it for free. That's Babbel.com. And caller number nine for one million dollars. Rita, complete this quote. Life is like a box of... Oh, I know this one. Chocolates. Uh, you're cutting out, Rita. We need your answer. Uh, oh my goodness. Life is like a box of chocolates. Oh, sorry. That's not what we were looking for. On to caller number 10. Gosh! Bad network got you glitched out of luck? Switch to Boost Mobile's super reliable, super fast nationwide network and get four lines, each with unlimited gigs, for just $100 a month. Plus, get four free phones. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 4 First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one line to port in. Video stream set up to 480p+. User get up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming get up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restricted supply. See dealer for details. Welcome back to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Here again is Jeff Howe. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. Matt, thanks for everything, man. You're more than welcome. Rod B., appreciate the time and the knowledge. Anytime, brother. For Matt, for Rod, for Travis, best damn videographer in the podcast game. For everybody at the Austin Radio Network and the Horn, 1049, 1019, AM 1260, streaming on the Horn app and at hornfm.com, where you can get Rod on the Rodcast each and every weekday from 1 to 3. Shameless plug. And thanks to Matt, you can get this podcast where you can find all your 24-7 sports podcasts on Megaphone. Get us anywhere you get your podcasts. And Matt always has our archives running on the Longhorn Blitz SoundCloud page. Yep, just type in Longhorn Blitz. For the Horn family, for the Horns 24-7 family, I am Jeff Howe. Thank you so much for downloading and listening, and we will catch you again on the next episode. You've been listening to Longhorn Blitz with Horns247.com. Remember, for the latest Longhorn news 24-7, visit Horns247.com.